0: Welcome to Everything is Better Than You Think, a podcast where we focus on mental health, spirituality, and overall well being.
1: If you're seeking a higher quality of life or just looking for some practical ways to deal with anxiety and depression, you've come to the right place. And now, let's get on to today's episode.
0: Welcome, everyone, to episode six of our season on gratitude. I'm Will Johns, here with my brother, Rick Johns. Hello. And uh, we are continuing our series on gratitude by talking about today, how to maintain the gratitude habit and enjoy the lenses. And in many ways, Rick, I think this might be the most important episode of, of, of the whole season Because if we don't figure this out, we may finish the season and take nothing with us.
1: Unless we don't want to be grateful, in which case (laughs) you can just move right along. Congratulations. You passed this course. Um, Yeah, I think the hardest part of this is to maintain it. The hardest part of the gratitude habit and practice is to find something that is sustainable, that you can keep with, that can be just part of your life. So we're gonna talk today about how can we make it something. And Will, I was thinking about the time that I did the Ultra Beast for the Spartan, and we've mentioned that many times. Mm -hmm. And people always ask me, wow, you know, are you gonna do that again? And when I finished the race and the week or two after, I was on such a high, I was like, I've gotta do this again. I've gotta do this again. But then as I started thinking about doing it again, and I thought of all the time it took to prepare and the basically you have to give up a whole Sunday to mm-hmm. train for something of mm-hmm. that extreme length. And I thought, I don't have time. And then sure enough, as my life got more full and all of that, I, I wouldn't mind doing it again, but I really don't have the time. It's not sustainable to train at that high level and to commit that many hours a week. Uh, and I, like I'm seriously talking about five, six hours on a Sunday you need to put aside every Sunday, and I have other things now to do on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So now I do, I still keep in shape, but I do things, you know, daily from 30 minutes to 60 minutes a day, and that's much more manageable than six hours on a Sunday and another couple hours during the week uh, on on given days. I I like that,
0: Rick. And I think, you know, already pointing
1: us in the right direction. I know
0: for myself, I probably got in the best physical shape of my life when I was training with you for some of those super Spartans that we did. Mm -hmm. And I remember we did one in the fall. And then that winter, I said, you know, I'm just going to kind of rest up, take a break. And before I knew it, I was doing almost nothing in terms of physical training. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and I think what we're talking about today is finding that sweet spot between the most output we can do and nothing. Right. And the sweet spot is something that is that feels easy. It feels doable. It feels sustainable. Yeah. And and that word sustainable is is, is key to to everything else we're going to talk about today and i know for myself i've been discouraged so many times when i'll set a new year's resolution at the beginning of the year and then it just falls apart after a month yeah. you know yeah and i'm like and now i'm almost to the point where i'm so cynical i'm like ah why even try you know why set a <laughs> resolution i'm just gonna yeah it's just gonna drop off you know right anyway
1: And whether it's a New Year's resolution or any of us that have kind of sworn to, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do this, I'm going to read more books, I'm going to, you know, we make our lot of kind of commitments, I should be doing this better. And we can look at our own lives and see a lot of those resolutions did not come through. They did not, they were not sustainable. We did not sustain them. So that's what we want to talk about for our first point here today, that we make this gratitude habit sustainable. And I think the key thing
0: for me with that is, you know, we talked about the practices in our last episode, finding a practice that resonates, mm-hmm. finding a practice that already fits something you're already doing. Yeah. And and that's why for me The gratitude walk was so powerful is I was already walking on a very consistent basis. So I was already 90% of the way there. Yeah. The hard part was getting up in the morning, putting on the warm clothes, tying my shoes, and getting myself out the door. That is where all the discipline was required. All I had to do was then, when I started walking, say, what am I thankful for? Yeah, that's it. Very easy to add that to a practice that was already a habit for me. Yes. And so I think that's a key piece of finding a sustainable gratitude practice.
1: Yeah, you reminded me, I just ran into somebody who had heard one of my sermons recently, and I mentioned some of the training I had done with Spartan races, and he started telling me some of his own training and things that he had gotten into, and he really got into running here in the middle of his life. And he tried different marathons and he did the Disney marathon and he thought that was really cool. And he said, you run between all the theme parks and he really enjoyed it. And then he found out that they do a 5k followed by a 10k the next day, followed by a half marathon the next day and ending with the marathon on the fourth day. Mm. And a lot of people run all four races in four days. And so he's now training to do that. That's his new goal. He wants to do 5K, 10K, half a marathon and full marathon four days in a row, which wow. I told him he's crazy, of course, but uh, I guess it takes one to know one. But he said, what's interesting is he said, I've changed my training based on some advice from another marathon runner who said, you can run for a minute, walk for 30, run for a minute, walk for 30 and you'll have the sustainability to do all these races. Walk for 30 seconds? Walk for 30 seconds, okay. run okay. for one minute, <laughs> Okay. walk for 30. And he's been doing that and he says, what's crazy is with the long race, my times are the same as when I was just trying to run, 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 go as fast mm-hmm. as I could. But then inevitably I'd have to walk up a hill or I'd have to do this or that. Or he said, my pace would just get really slow by the end of the marathon because I'm so exhausted. And so there's, there's a ebb and flow. There's a, a pacing to that that I thought was so fascinating. I
0: I like that Rick, and I think it points out another piece to this that disciplining ourselves to pull back a little bit, yeah, can make the practice far more sustainable. Yeah. If, if I try to write in a gratitude journal for two hours a day. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to sustain that. That's too much time. It's too much energy. It's too much discipline. Um, but if I find a way uh, to, you know, run for one minute, walk for 30 seconds, you know, yeah. find like a, a rhythm that works for me, that's something that that I can go forever. Right. And and this is another point that I want to make about maintaining the gratitude habit is that when we find the right one, it's self-reinforcing. Okay. In other words, we gain a benefit. Just like your friend says, I'm getting the same time, and I feel better at the end. That reinforces that this is working for him. Yeah. And same thing for us when when I realize, you know what? I just feel so much better ending the day reflecting on gratitude, mm. and then I sleep better. Yeah. <laughs> I need to keep doing that. Yeah, that, that's a great That becomes
1: point. reinforcing. I need to keep doing that. I love that. Reinforcing that habit with the positive benefits. I think for myself, one of the takeaways from our practices of last episode that I am really intentional about is the negative story. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me to go to a negative story. And I found, especially as I was doing counseling and things, the counselor would challenge my negative story. Well, this happened, this happened, so, and I would come to these conclusions or I kind of just bend the whole story to be the most negative version. Yes, and yes. And now when I start to go down that rabbit hole and I start to feel yucky and, cause the negative story you can, you might not notice it at the very first, But you'll notice it uh, a few minutes in, (laughs) kind of like running. You you might not be tired the first few minutes, but then somewhere in the middle there, you're like, this is exhausting. I hate this. I want to quit. And even with the negative story, it's like, oh, I feel terrible. I hate life. I hate my, uh, you know, everything about what's in my job, my kids, my spouse, you know, whatever. It's very easy to get into that negative story. So now as soon as I catch myself in that, I say, wait a minute, I think I'm in a negative story. I'm missing something here. I got to change this. I have the power to change this. And I was thinking of a time just this last week where something went wrong and I was getting really upset about it. And immediately, because we're doing these podcasts, it was fresh on my mind. Immediately, I'm like, oh, don't go down that rabbit hole. Mm. There's no point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just negative energy. It's just a waste of my time, my mood, my thoughts, my feelings. And so I just stopped it and said, you know what, There's today's still a good day. There's plenty to be grateful for. I, there's no point. That happened. Yes. It's over. I'm good. I can move on. And that changed my whole day. That would have been an experience that normally would have taken hours of my life yeah. <laughs> in a negative thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's the exciting thing about this for our listeners, and, and I've experienced this in my life, when we see the benefits really starting to kick in that increases our motivation to stay with it exactly and it's very you know very similar to exercise and and i know we keep coming back to exercise as an example but when you exercise and feel good then you're you want to exercise more because Mm. you know you'll feel good if you do it uh same thing with this if you catch that negative story and let it go and start focusing on the positive, suddenly you feel better and you realize, I can do this all the time. I don't, you know, this is not something that I only get to play this card once a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. like I can, whenever I see myself um, drifting towards that, I could push back and tell a, a, a positive story uh, to to push back against it. A, a friend of mine just said to me last night, they said, you know, when I'm having a bad day, I can tell myself, you know, this is a bad five minutes, but this right. doesn't mean my day is ruined. Yep. And that changes it for me. Yep. That limits, you know, a negative interaction to a to a short period of time instead of allowing it to take over everything.
1: And it reinforces the positive benefits, which for me, that's what I've seen with this uh, practice of the minute my mind goes to the negative story, nope. There's plenty to focus on that's good. Everything's all right. Yeah, that may have hurt. Yeah, that happened. But there's still so much more that's good that I can focus on. I don't have to throw my arms up and say, my day is ruined. And that reinforcing has been what's really changed my life because, and I'm not even exaggerating, it really has made a huge difference in my day and my week. And I see it. I feel the positive benefits. And then I say, I want to keep doing that. So now yeah. I yeah. just want to be hyper aware of that negative story, hyper aware of that.
0: And and I've got a kind of funny story with that. I recently started uh, getting into playing chess at chess.com and they have a nice app that I, I have on my iPad and I'm not very good. I'm learning, you know, uh, the best I can. But what I found is for whatever reason, um, when I'm playing somebody online, a real person, and I lose, I get really upset with myself. <laughs> the computer can beat me and I'm kind of like, eh, I got to learn, you know, and it doesn't bother me. When I play an actual person, and apparently this happens to other people because I was playing, uh, they, they show like a little flag next to the person. You play people from all over the world. Mm. So I was playing somebody from Canada and... Um, after I beat them, they put in a little chat, I didn't even realize there was a chat box. They put, <laughs> well, I see you're an American, you must be fat and lazy. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? They were taunting <laughs> I'm like, you? I'm like, they're insulting me. Trolling and, you and on chess.com. Might, yeah, they might win. Like, I didn't even know there was a chat feature. <laughs> so uh, now, now I get nervous even when I win. But yeah, But here's the point of all of this is I realized it's just a momentary feeling. Hmm. It's not bad for me to lose. I don't need to avoid losing. I'm learning by losing. Yeah, you know, I'm growing by losing. Losing isn't losing if I'm learning from it. And so I've learned to just accept that temporary, that didn't feel good, emotion, and then it's not the story for the rest of my day. It's a story for two minutes. And yeah. now I move on and just say... Hey, I I still have fun playing this game. And and so I don't have, it doesn't have to go a certain way. Yeah. And it's very freeing when we can realize that, like, I used to be terrified of negative emotion because I I felt like then I'd be stuck for the whole day. Mm. Once you know it's temporary, just opens so many doors. So that's just another way in which this
1: practice is reinforcing. And, Will, I think that leads us to the third and very important point for how do we incorporate these into our lives? First, they must be sustainable. Then we reinforce them. And then, thirdly, they're consistent. And I think here is a little bit of the challenge because working them into our life every day so that consistently we are in gratitude. And I think this is so huge because if it's erratic or sporadic, you get a little benefit here or there, but most likely that negative mind, which is so powerful, is going to take over. Mm. And you're gonna be right back where you were. Now, in your head somewhere, you'll know about gratitude, but if you don't practice it in a consistent way, you don't get all the benefits. Yeah, and there's, there's lots of options
0: when it comes to frequency. You can practice something once a week, you can practice something once a month, once a quarter, once a year. When it comes to gratitude, I think you have to shoot for once a day. Mm. It just, to me, has to be a daily habit that we shoot for. Number one, something daily is the easiest to maintain because we're not questioning like, is this the day that I'm doing it? It's just, it's is this a day? Yes. Then I'm doing it, you know? And, and so I like for myself something that I can put in first thing in the morning or last thing at night, Hmm. because those are, those are pivot times. Yeah. If it's first thing in the morning, I, I like to practice kind of a, a devotional spiritual time in prayer and so forth. If, if you're already in that kind of a practice then you add gratitude in. I'm going to, I'm going to pray a prayer of gratitude mm-hmm. to begin my time with God that I do every day. Again, anything, any habit you've already built that you can add gratitude to is going to take a lot less effort and much more likely is going to be sustainable and
1: consistent. Oh, exactly. And Will, one of the things that I've tried to do that I think has really been a game changer for me every day is I noticed a while back that a lot of times when I leave my house to go often to go to work, or maybe it's for some other purpose, but it's easy to leave with some negative energy like, oh, all right, here we go. I got a lot to do today. Got this. I got to face this. I got this on my schedule today. It's not going to be fun, whatever. So it's easy to kind of leave out the door. And I decided I want to make that leaving moment a moment of intentional positivity. Mm. I'm leaving, and it's going to be an awesome day. It's going to be beautiful. Something unexpected of God's grace is going to occur today. Something good is going to surprise me today. Yes. Again, changing my negative story of, oh, I got so much to do. Oh, I got some tough things I don't want to do today, but I need to get them done. Uh, I think feelings we can all relate to. So one of the the little strange ways that works for me is as soon as I walk out the door, I try to glance out something in nature that's beautiful. Hmm. And just for a second, that's what I focus on as a symbol that there's gonna be something beautiful today. Uh, like and there's that. always something, there's a flower or there's a beautiful tree or there's a cloud or there's uh, you know even just a freshly mowed lawn across the street, something beautiful that catches my attention and refocuses from this is going to be a terrible day to, hey, look what's out here, something beautiful. And there's going to be other beautiful things to see if I'll pause and stop and see them. I
0: like that a lot, Rick. And I think I think that's a good practice that I should look into for myself because I notice I'm not really a morning person. I kind of tend to wake up grumpy and angry. And then it's later in the day that I start to shift you know, maybe an hour or two into the day. But first thing, yeah, it's just like, uh, I just want to sleep longer. You know, why not change that story? Start yeah. with some positive expectation and that changes energy level. So now we're back to the reinforcing, you know, we start feeling better. But the consistency of the practice is key as we are integrating gratitude in, into our lives. The, and, that, that consistent
1: practice. And you said something really powerful, so I want to bring it back up. You said, link it to something you already do. Yes. And that's why I brought that up, because I already walk out a door. Yeah. All the yeah, time. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be in the morning, but you probably do every morning. But maybe you do in the afternoon, evening, maybe you're going somewhere you know, that you're dreading. Anytime you walk out that door, that trigger of walking out the door says, oh, where's my thoughts? Oh, there's something beautiful. There's something good. I'm going to I'm going to reframe this negative energy that I'm I'm walking out with into something that's positive. This
0: is the way that we end up enjoying the lenses as as I like to put it. Enjoying looking at our life through these new lenses of gratitude. Mm. We we enjoy it by integrating gratitude into our lives into essentially ultimately hopefully every aspect of our life where gratitude itself becomes a way of life it yeah. becomes a way of looking at the world a way at looking at life's challenges a way at looking at our problems a way of looking at our blessings that's the ultimate goal now i'm not there yet i would be the first to admit that but i'm excited about that vision I believe it's possible. I've met people just like we talked about in a previous episode, the 103 year old lady that yeah. was full of life and energy and positivity at 103. You know, that, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Somebody's done it. One person has done it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we all know people that, that are of shining example who have made gratitude a way of life, who have integrated it so deeply that it just becomes who they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is the goal of this podcast. And as we have, I think, one more episode coming next week, that is the takeaway we look for in our own lives and we, we hope for each of our listeners.
0: What makes it so important to me is it's essential when we're going through hard times. It mm. may be, gratitude may be even more important when we're going through hard times. Yeah. Because... I know in my own experience, when I got caught in some of that negative storytelling, it pushed me closer and closer and closer to the edge of despair, where I felt like just throwing up my hands and say, why do I even try in anything? Yeah. Why not just give up and be done with it? Yes. And gratitude is the opposite of despair. Gratitude is an incredibly empowering because... I'm not denying the pain, denying the challenge, denying the problem. I'm focusing on the strength that I have. I'm focusing on the ways I see God still showing up in my life and doing powerful things and giving me grace and giving me uh, what I need to move forward. And so gratitude just is such an empowering way of life. I personally am to the point where I don't know how I would do what I do without it.
1: Yes, I 100% agree. And I think especially as you apply it throughout life, the cumulative effects build. Yes, It's it's a positive feedback loop that just continues to build, continues to grow. And I just look at my own life as, you know, Will and I, we both have shared how we kind of started a new journey in our 30s, just trying to figure everything out and studying a lot of different things, reading a lot of different things, doing a doctoral degree, And this gratitude thing just rose to the surface of how do we change our attitude, change our thinking, change our perspective, put on the new gratitude lenses? And I look at my life, Will, from, say, age 35 to where I am now, which is later. We'll just leave it at (laughs) not how much later, but it's a little later than 35. And what a difference. The cumulative effects uh, make me so grateful So it just builds the gratitude into me because I am in such a good place now. And I just have seen it. And so I just want to share at the end how empowering this is if you really embrace it. Encourage someone. Someone might be listening today who's really at a low point, really discouraged. Their life is not what they wanted it to be. Maybe, like me, you're going through a divorce. I've been there. That is such a dark time, and it feels like, man... Uh, All hope is lost. I'm going to die alone. You know, it's not true. There's so much more waiting for you, no matter what you're going through. Yeah. Amen. And five minutes a day
0: of practice, it doesn't change everything in your life, that five minutes a day, but it's cumulative. Yes, Over time, it's going to move you more and more and more towards that life of gratitude, and, and that's really what we're after. And so just to kind of recap what we've talked about today and maintaining the habit, you want a practice that is sustainable, that you can uh, repeat on a daily basis. You want one that is self-reinforcing, where you're acknowledging the benefits, feeling the benefits, and coming back to it because, man, I want that again. That felt good. And then finally, a practice that is consistent, where you set aside a consistent time every day. I'm going to do gratitude at this time of the day, no matter what. And then, of course, you can always do extra. And that's the ultimate goal, is to integrate gratitude as a way of life. It, it affects everything you do, everything you think, every interaction you have
1: with someone else. And then you can share it with others and make their lives better too, which is really cool. Yes. Or Will would want me to say you can buy his book on (laughs) Amazon.com. Everything is better than you think and uh, make their life better through the book. But Will, as we wrap up this episode, I think we have one more episode coming for our listeners on this season. What are we going to talk about in our final episode? So next week, we're going to talk about how gratitude and faith
0: relate to each other and this is a a fascinating topic for me if you're a person of faith but the two are actually linked together in many ways that i didn't realize until i did the research and started studying more deeply so i'm excited to to wrap up with that final topic it's been been fun to just go through this again every time i come back to it i realize there's more that i've left on the table that i could practice that will benefit me in in my everyday life.
1: Well, we certainly hope that all of you listening have found something that can be helpful and a blessing to you and that you can apply in your lives. And we'd love to hear from you. Also, you can share this podcast, rate or review it. That's helpful to us too. We wanna thank you for listening to Everything Is Better Than You Think with Dr. Will Johns and me, Dr. Rick Johns. We look forward to being with you again on our next episode.